0: Get Inspired Travel Stories Podcast Hello again guys, Hayden here. How are you doing? I've been answering a lot of emails recently. I've had a lot come through and man, I love answering emails. The people that have emailed will know that I kind of I do go on. I do go on quite a lot, so (laughs) I can only apologize. As for today, Mark walters is one of my favorite people in the world man what a legend he is basically a human guidebook so he does youtube videos he's got a youtube channel walters world that's w-o-l-t-e-r-s walters world and it tells you the honest truth about places it's like a guidebook but it tells you the good it tells you the bad and you know five things to do here ten things that's good about this ten things that's bad about this man he has the info and he's just such a likable guy man i can't say enough good things about mark walters and i think you can tell in this, in this interview that i'm a bit of a fan of him so i think we should get straight down to it and by the way you guys are going to love this story it's uh, a bit out of left field or out from left field whatever the phrase is and uh, yeah you guys are going to love it so let's get straight down to it let's listen to the story and our interview with mark walters
1: Back in the day, I studied abroad in Argentina. I, I didn't get sick at all, nothing like that. People were like, don't worry about the water, you'll be fine, it's great. Two weeks in, I've had no problems, no diarrhea, no tummy issues, nothing. So I go and I'm walking around Buenos Aires and you know, my whole point when I went there is, I wanna meet the locals. So I'm walking down the street and the, these girls start talking to me and uh, they're like, hey, you know, you want to you know, you know, to buy this, come to our store. And so I started talking to them I'm like, oh, and they're really nice. They're like, hey, well, you want to go out to a club this weekend with us out, outside of town or whatever? I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like to meet more people and do stuff like that. So that's that's Wednesday day. So Wednesday afternoon, I get home and all of a sudden my stomach goes. Vroom, vroom. So I'm like, oh, that's not good so i you know all of a sudden i'm like oh i didn't know i could poop toothpaste Hmm, interesting oh i didn't know that liquid i mean i peeing out my butt i don't know what the hell's going on here and so i'm just like literally i think i took six doses of imodium like the, the stuff that stops you from pooping and it finally stopped up so so from wednesday okay i stopped it on wednesday so wednesday thursday friday saturday i have not gone to the bathroom all right, it's kind of a gross story, but you know, hey, that's the way it is. So it's Saturday and I'm going out to the where these girls live. And outside of Buenos Aires, they have these clubs. They're like literally whole blocks of open air clubs. It is like so freaking cool. And so we go out there and I take the train out there. I have dinner with the family, a big uh, big, you know, grill out and stuff like this. Tons of meat, tons of food, all kinds of, lots of drinking, all this stuff. Now remember, I've still been eating normally on Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, and now I'm having a huge feast Saturday night. And remember, I have not gone to the bathroom in four days. So we go to the club, we're dancing all night, it's like, you know, three or four in the morning, the girl's like, hey, we need to get going, you know, you want to come? Like, Yeah, sure, we'll we'll take you to the train station so you can get, you know, get home, because the train's like about a 45-minute train back into Buenos Aires. It's like all right all right so we're going down and and literally as we're walking out the club door my stomach goes glug, glug, glug. i'm like uh-oh I'm like no you can't come back in i'm like oh okay they're Like, well, we'll walk down to the the taxi guys and i'm sure they're because they're like a taxi stand with a like a office i'm sure they'll let you use the bathroom Three thirty in the morning we get to there like no i can't use the bathroom but we'll give you a ride down to the station and the station has a bathroom I'm like okay thank god but right now, it's like everything is hitting then, and I'm like about to cry because I have to go so bad. I'm like, oh god. Oh god. And so we get to the we get to the station and the train is like pulling up. And my friends go, This is a really dangerous part of town. It's not really safe. And so the taxi driver's staying here right here for, for us. If you run right now, you can get your ticket and get on that train just in time. Um, but just get in and out because it's not safe. And literally. I got out of the car, I'm like, okay, and I'm like looking for a bathroom. It's all closed off, it's obviously not a safe place to be. I run, I get the ticket, get on the train, I'm thinking, oh, there's gonna be a toilet on the train. There'll be a toilet on the train. I'm just like, please be a toilet on the train. And the girls drive off, and I go straight to the conductor guy, and I'm like, hey, is there a bathroom on the train? He's like, no, this is a, this is a local train. There, there's no, this is like a subway, there's no bathroom here. There's some at the stations, but this is an express. We're not stopping at all the stations. And I'm like, oh God. And so I was sitting there and I've got my own seat, you know, you do like the leg cross, then the other leg cross, you stand up and, and you undo your belt, you undo this fly, you're unbuttoning things, praying, oh, please, goodness, please, goodness, please, goodness. And all I'm thinking is, well, I've got whitey tidies on today. So there's elastic on the edge. So if something comes out, maybe that'll hold some of it in. And I'm like, oh. And 45 minutes to get into the station. And I'm like, oh God, please, please get there. We get there, it's like six AM on a Sunday morning, okay? Doors open, I bolt to the bathroom because I remember seeing a bathroom that's right at the like the the, the like at the end of the aisle or whatever we, we get on, and I run down and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And I get there and it says closed from six AM to six fifteen AM Sundays only. I'm like, you're kidding me! And so I'm like, oh god! <laughs> and so I run outside looking for something, but it's Sunday morning, Buenos Aires. Everything is closed. And so I go down a little bit, and I find this little kiosk. And I go in, and I am the like, guy, "Hey, do you have a bathroom I can use?" It's a little store. He's like, "He's like, nah, no bathrooms." And I, I saw he had some napkins there and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. It's like, screw it. I'm gonna jump over the barrier and go to the bathroom because I have to go so bad. So I run back up into the station. Run back to the bathroom, and I'm looking in, you know, because they block the door with their cart and stuff. And I see the guy go into one of the stalls. I'm like, now's my chance. Pull out to the side, run to the other stall, and the guy starts yelling at me. He's like, hey, you you can't, you have to wait until I'm done. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, my Spanish isn't so good. And uh, and (laughs) the guy's like, whatever. And so I get in there. I'm like, oh, thank God. And I turn around. As the first time in my life, I saw one of those hole-in-the-ground toilets. You know, it was just like the the two foot pads on there and there's a hole. And I'm going, I don't know how to do this. And so I end up taking off like all of my clothes because I wasn't sure how I was supposed to do this. And I'm squatting down like with my arm holding the back wall. I'm like, I'm not sure how this works. And so I go and I went. And remember, it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now, Sunday morning with all that stuff in me. When it all came out, let me tell you. And I'm like, oh, thank God. And I look around and there's no toilet paper. I'm like, God, you don't gotta be kidding me? <laughs> and so flush it down because there's at least that water stuff there. And I'm like, ah, but I remember at the little store, the guy had napkins. And so I you know, do the best I can to get myself back in position to go outside go outside, the guy had to clean and left and everything, go outside, back down to the kiosk, and all I need is some napkins. And I asked the guy, I was like, hey, how much is that back there? He's like, what, I just grabbed some napkins, oh, nothing. And I walked out of the, the place and I go back up there. And the thing is in Argentina, they have these wax napkins that literally absorb nothing and like disintegrate in your hands when you wipe. And so I get up there to clean everything off and i just got these wax napkins that do absolutely nothing. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is wrong with me? And then later, by that time, the normal metro started running and I go hop on the metro. Turns out the family that I moved into, because I moved in that, that Monday before, only live like two metro stops away. I could have walked home in the turn- time it took me to go for, to the stand and do all these things. I'm like, damn it. And ever since then, I always memorize the maps whenever I'm gonna go anywhere. My wife's like, you are like crazy with knowing all the maps and stuff. Like, yes, because you never know when you're gonna have to go.
0: Ah, oh, what a great story. Hey guys, I'd like to let you know about a charity event a listener will be doing this August. Robert Heaney will be going with a group of volunteers to Iceland for the charity Sue Rider. Together they'll embark on a three-day 58-kilometer trek through the extreme terrain of Iceland. As a charity, Sue Rider helps provide expert medical care for patients facing serious conditions such as cancer, multiple sclerosis, and motor neuron disease. They'll all be raising money towards a set target for the charity before they set off on the challenge. If you'd like to know any more about the fundraiser and help support it, you can by visiting justgiving.com slash fundraising slash Robert Heaney, which you can also find in the show notes. But for now, I got to shoot because I don't really use Facebook. People are coming to my door with Polaroids of their lunch and wanting to tell me their political opinion and stuff. And so I'll oh, come in, mate. Yeah. So there I was, naked, exactly.
1: <laughs> rolling in the snow, man. and I'm like, "What the hell?" These little kids are running around. they're like, "It's Finland. Do we all do that?" I'm like, "You guys are crazy," but it was a exactly, funny man. time. A funny time being in high school in Finland—that's for sure.
0: <laughs> man, I can't wait to fade in the interview at that moment, and everyone's like, "Okay, okay, I'm going to listen to the rest of this episode." That's awesome. <laughs> I love that, man. So, <laughs> Mark, man. Uh, well, we've just been talking, and I'm so happy to have you on the show. I've watched Thanks, your videos Heidi. for a while now, and, yeah, absolutely loving it. I think – I wouldn't say starstruck, but a little bit starstruck. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> oh, mate, wait,
1: are you one of my students that's trying to get a better grade? Is that oh, why your name's yes, familiar? Yeah, well, that's, that's
0: Mr. Right. Walters. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So – uh, Speaking of the YouTube channel, so it's Walter's World and that's W-O-L-T-E-R. And correct me Uh, if I'm wrong, but you started in 2010, right? Were you focusing on language initially? So I see.
1: Well... How how what I really actually started out doing is uh, I made some videos for my the, the the lady that eventually became my wife the really good looking lady that's in my videos and people are like are you married to her I'm like yes yes I am so you control me all you want because I still go home to her <laughs> <laughs> so so I had some so I, I was making some music videos for her but. Um, what I actually, the kind of like the language stuff, I guess, really kind of started off with making that videos for her because she was moving to Portugal when I was living there. And so I wanted to have her a better, you know, give her a better like introduction to the city and let her learn some Portuguese before she was coming there. So I was going around all over Lisbon, like doing these like basic Portuguese videos in different places of the city so she could see it and stuff like that. And at the same time, I was teaching in Portugal and I was teaching in English, but not all my students were really, I mean, they were good in English, but they still needed some help. So I started making some like summary videos because sometimes you'll see some marketing videos and business videos for me, uh, for my day job. And so I started making these, these summary videos for the main topics for my students. So that's where it kind of started from like making the videos to help out my wife, leave my wife and my students as well. And so we started with the, with the language stuff. And then I remember exactly when I decided we had to do something different. I was, I had, was doing my PhD. Um, my wife hadn't moved. Well, my, she was my girlfriend at the time, hadn't moved to Portugal yet. And I was on vacation. I was taking Italian classes in Italy, and I had like a free day, and I go to this, and I got a guidebook, and this guidebook made this town sound fantastic. I'm like, it was a it was a guidebook just for the Veneto region by Venice, and they always got Venice and Verona, Vicenza, but they start with this one town, it's like Rovereto or something like that, and and I read the description, I'm like, God, this this place sounds amazing, and my, uh, and so I show my Italian buddies there, they're like, that town, really? <laughs> I never knew. And they read it too. Like, wow, this sounds really good. Let us know how it is. And so I go there and I get there and the palazzo is closed for renovations. The museum has like got two paintings. It's just like, this really huge letdown. And I was a PhD student at the time, so I had lots of free time, you know. And, but I thought about my buddies back home in the US, you know, they get like, if they're lucky, like 10 days of vacation when they first start working. And I'm thinking, man, think about if you were like a, a, a guy that, or a guy or gal that had their one vacation, their one trip to Europe, or their first trip to Europe, you read this guidebook, it makes this little clunky town sound so fantastic. And you go there and you waste literally 10% of your vacation time in a town you shouldn't have gone to. I'm like, this isn't right. And so my, so when Jocelyn came, Came, we started making these videos, let's make it like honest travel, let's focus on that. So we started doing these you know, five things you'll love and hate about places like Portugal is fantastic, but the fact you have to pay for the bread and every pat of butter gets a little annoying. And so we started focusing on that because I saw all these guidebooks. One, a lot of guidebooks just like copy off each other, but they're just making every town like, oh, this town is the Paris of the north and the Venice of the east. And you're like, no, dude, Venice is Venice. Paris is Paris. You know, and I, it just got so cliche. I'm like, no, let's get some honest travel advice. And that's where we came up with our five love and hates because there's some awesome stuff anywhere you can go. But there's some crap stuff, too, even in the best cities. So we started focusing on that and that kind of where we kind of grew out from there. And then over the years, we've expanded you know, 10 like kind of culture shock videos, like 10,000 things that shock tourists when they go there, things you don't do when you go there, you know, the, the the one you always have to do, like, hey, what you should eat when you go there and stuff like that. And we do it in a way that, look, we're very subje- or, Sorry, we're very objective with the things. I'm not saying like, hey, Italy is the greatest place ever. I'm like, look, I enjoy it because of this, this and this. And these are the bad things as well. And so it gives kind of both sides of the story. So people can't say you're playing favorites. No, I do the same thing because people say, well, do a love and hates about America. I'm like, well, I did do that. Eight years ago, go watch that one. We have that too. We have shocks in the US too, because it's for anywhere you go. And so we've really just tried to focus on this honest travel advice because the more I look at travel videos and travel guidebooks and stuff like that, I'm just, it just is like, no one wants to get in trouble for saying anything bad about any place. But you know what? If you've only got 10 days. It might be your only vacation to Europe or South America in your life or for 10 years. I want to make sure those people have the best time possible. So I'm going to give them the honest advice that you'd want your friend to tell you. And so that's what we kind of focused on.
0: Oh man, that is so right. You always read these guidebooks and everything, and it's just, it's just, yeah, this is the best place in the world. This is great about it. This is great about it, and you never hear the negatives, except yeah. for you know, if you talk to someone that's been there or has lived there or something like that. But like, how often do you get to do that before you before you get to somewhere as well? And this is, it's ideal. The honesty, man. What I love about. In fact, something big in everything that I that I love is the honesty is I mean, the music that I listen to, it's all it's got to be honest. I can't stand music that you know, you can tell they're not really (laughs) feeling it. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs>
1: but, uh, <laughs> Aside from that tattoo, i have proud of him on my shoulder. Is that what it is? Yeah, no. <laughs> well, that's, it.
0: that's
1: and, it. And that's the thing is, now when you have, I mean, everybody can write blogs and stuff like that, but you'll see like there's Instagrammers and YouTubers and stuff like that. They'll, you know, they'll do a brand deal. And of course, they're going to talk good about that people because they're giving them money. I can't fault them for that because you got to pay the bills. But then everything gets kind of jaded and it's so hard to find like truthful stuff out there. So even when you do your research, I'm like, man it's tough to find these things so what we'll do is you know I do research before we go but I want to go in with an open mind so it's kind of like I've read up some stuff but I'm not going to put down the script until I'm there you know I'm, I'm going I mean I've been to Krakow 15 times I'm going again later this next month and I'm like look, I have my ideas but you know what it's been a couple of years since I've been there why don't we go experience it again so that I can have look this is the latest up to date this is how my feelings have been when I'm here and yes it is my opinion but I'm doing my best as someone that's lived around the world for over a decade and traveled for the last 20 some odd years to give you know everyday people the best advice i can because you know what you need to know these things because if you're not that's how people get upset like oh this and this happened well well, yeah you're going to have crappy italian food in venice because there's 20 million tourists and there's only 50,000 people that live there so they're just ripping off the tourists you want good italian food go to another town but you don't know that unless someone tells you the truth about it. And, and, and that honesty thing, that's, that's one thing I, I'm really happy we do. And, it, I mean, it's costed us brand deals and stuff like that. Even companies I really love that we use, like different equipment we use. I'm like, they're like, write me, hey, could you do a video for us or a blog? I'm like, dude, I love your products. I'll be glad to do it. But you need to know. We do the loves and the hates. I want to talk about the good and the bad about your product. And I love your product, but I I do both. And 99% of the time, the brands will say, no, we don't want to do that because they don't want anything bad. I'm like, well, then you're making a commercial. You're not getting an honest review. And so... In that way, I mean, I I have to have a real job to pay for a lot of the stuff because, you know, not having brand deals or stuff like that makes a big difference. So,
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's kind of one of those things where it's – what's the word? It's sacrificing that in a way because of your your ethics and morals and everything like that. Man, I love hearing that. I mean, growing up, I grew up in a kind of punk rock background, and that is music to my ears, man. I love that. And I was watching the the video you did on American versus British English, and I – well, the first I thing see, I thought I
1: think that was the last time I was almost skinny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the first thing I thought was, is that Mark? Because you had the handlebar mustache, the sideburns. Man, love it, love it. But... Yeah, that was. <laughs> man, that, was but...
1: that was. I think I filmed that in November because in the I don't know if you guys have. We have November or No Shave mm, November. Yeah. awareness yeah. for prostate cancer. And my my dad's got it. My grandpa died of it. My other grandpa had. I mean, so we're yeah you know, we're like trying to promote this stuff. And so it was the end. You're like, well, now I got to play with it. So I grow the beard. I'm like, no, now we're going to have some fun. And so I had this, that, the the mustache and the beard and the handlebar and everything and the lamb chops on the side. I went and taught a few classes that day. And the students were like, nice. I'm like, well, thank you. Maybe I'll keep it. My wife's like, hell No. It was cute. Get
0: it off your face. <laughs> I think it suited you, man. I'm gonna go out there. I think it's they look cool. <laughs> but man, was I gotta that... say, I saw the uh, saw the video about you answering the question that everyone asks, as you talked about earlier, with uh, about yeah. you and Jocelyn, and uh, yeah. saw those old pictures of you, man, with the long hair, straight out of like Leonard Skinner, a bit of Vince Neil. <laughs> it's hard to pinpoint, you know, that, that yeah. type of era. I love I was that, in, man. In
1: all the genres, man, all the
0: genres. <laughs> <laughs> man, so did you did you grow up kind of as the look suggests, kind of counter in a way? Or or was it just <laughs> having, like you say, all the genres?
1: Well, I was, when in my high school, there's maybe one other kid that had long hair, or maybe two other kids that had long hair when I grew up. But I grew up because I, I just liked the long hair. I was like, this is how I like. And when I was a kid, you know, growing up, my, we, we stayed, like, you know, you got your babysitter and your babysitter's got kids. They're like, six or seven years old and you, 10 years old than you. So I was listening to all this 70s rock music throughout the 80s. And so it's always that the rock kind of stuff, the punk kind of stuff as well, you know, from the early 80s and late 70s and stuff. So I always had those kind of things in there. And, and I was like, look, I'm going to beat to my own drum because it's my life. It's going to be how I want to do it. I'm not going to let someone else tell me how to do it. And of course, you know, my, you know, of course my, my dad will be like, you know, you could get a haircut. I'm like, yeah, I could. And you could get some hearing aids, but we're not going to do that, are we? So, <laughs> so about back and forth there. Um, but it was just, you know, it was just, I mean, I, I liked having it. I had fun. We'd go to concerts and, you know, you always had to do the head banging back in the day and stuff. And it was just <laughs> how, how it was.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm with you all the way, man. I'm with you all the way. And I think there's kind of, Or at least I may have just made this up in my mind, having cognitive bias, seeing it a bunch of times and thinking, well, that must be it. But it seems like people that grow up with that kind of counterculture or maybe a little bit of punk rock, a little bit of, you know, old school rock music, stuff like that, I think the travel is kind of in there somewhere. A lot of them seem to, I, I'm generalizing massively, a lot of them seem to go traveling. That is a massive generalization, but do you know what I mean?
1: It's it's the, it's the romantic nature of it. I mean, think about it, We're listening to like older rock music, stuff like that. I mean, there's not much rock going on now. So you're thinking back to like, yeah, we got some rock and roll. I going to go explore. I'm going to, you know, hit the highway. And the thing is, the exploring part of it, it doesn't have to be around the world. It can be, you know, hit, taking that road trip. I mean, a buddy of mine, we were in high school. We decided, screw it, we're going to do a road trip this weekend because a town was called bourbon missouri we're driving eight hours because it's called bourbon let's just do it why not you know you you had that kind of laissez-faire screw the world let's just do it kind of thing and Mm. and yeah the music did kind of i mean it it always made it you know just like anything music you always want to have a soundtrack to something which is always really kind of cool
0: Mm. so so I've got to ask now, you, you've set me up for this. What would be the soundtrack? Maybe one song to sum up your kind of your past in travels. Would there be a travel <laughs> song that's perfect for you? I've got to ask. You set me up for that one, man.
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, hmm. I guess I'd have to go with um, Jimmy Buffett, Let's Get
0: Drunk and Screw. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would be something like that, man. <laughs> so, oh, now,
1: Or you have like a good journey song. You're like, don't stop believing. (laughs) Yeah, I can't sing, but you know, you get the point. Steve Perry. I'm not
0: Steve Perry. Oh, man. No one is Steve Perry except for Steve Perry. And I hear that he's still Steve Perry as well, which is good, which is good. Yeah. (laughs) So, man, like by this time, you've been doing this for quite some time, as you said, a couple of decades, right? So by this time, have you become like a like a walking travel guide in a way. I'm sure I could ask you what would shock me the most about Norway and get a spot on answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um,
1: well, here, cause I'll have people that will ask me out that, but a lot of times, even my family, no one ever asked me travel advice. It's really mm. funny. Like my parents will ask the person down the street, like what should we see in Berlin? I'm like, mom, I lived there for three years. I could tell you whatever you want to know. Oh yeah. But the lady down the street, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you no, know, because what what I do is whenever I hear people talking about travel or something like that, I you know it always perks up my ear, and if I can add some helpful stuff, like yeah, we're trying to debate, should we? You know, we want to go to Florence. I want to go to Pisa. We're going to spend a few days in Pisa. I'm like, uh, I'll like butt in. Hey, hi, Mark. I'm just going to say, you know, <laughs> Florence is really cool. But if you want to go to another town in Tuscany, Pisa, literally, you're going to go there, get your picture holding up the, the 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 you know the leaning tower go see the baptistry and i always go but go see the baptistry it's really cool <laughs> and then you're gonna want to leave because it's over it's a tourist trap kind of stuff what you should do is when you're in florence do a day trip to luca or stay in luca so you can rent some bikes right on the wall see the stuff there and so i'll just like throw in a little extra thing like yeah don't waste your time doing that do this instead but you know if you want to do that it's totally cool too don't worry but i just like kind of throw stuff in to help people out
0: Mm, interesting and this is going to be a real self-serving thing but in <laughs> uh, in july i'm uh, heading yeah. out to europe i've got a i told you just before the call i'm i've got a new motorcycle and I'm taking that through every country in mainland europe all in one trip oh dude that's awesome <laughs> yeah it's going to be fun so i've got to ask man things to see in europe i know that is rather vague let's let's say three things three things that if someone was going to every country in mainland europe that they have to go and do
1: well, I'd say I'd look at this in two different ways. I put out a video actually last week for first-time travelers going to Europe. I mean you have like my, my top four, you know, London, Paris, Prague, and Rome because those give you a nice different you – know, like you get the England because you've watched Downton Abbey and, and, and Doctor Who and all these things as a kid. And then you got Paris because that's what Europe is supposed to be, the Belle Epoque and all this kind of stuff. Then you get Prague with the beer and the you know Central Europe or Eastern Europe culture. Depending who you're talking to, don't tell them Eastern because they'll punch you. Say Central Europe when you're there and then Rome, the internal city you have that. But if you're going to be, if you're going to be riding some of the cool places, I mean, if you're going to go riding sometimes in the East, there's so much like open road there, like going through Poland, there's so much beautiful nature, Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, you can go do so much stuff and it's not built up. I mean, it's hard to get a really good, you know, road trip on the Autobahn. Cause you're scared that someone's going to run you over at 300 kilometers an hour, you know? So I would say with you, like, if you're going to go like a Barcelona through the South of to like Montpellier, like going through the mountains there and seeing the like how kind of the, the Pyrenees and going through there, kind of over that, that's kind of cool. You know, it's kind of it's almost like you know what, just follow the follow the the Tour de France. You get a really good view there. Um, but I've seen people, and the thing is, since you're gonna be riding there, you're gonna see a lot of different bike uh, clubs that are there. I would actually look up some before you go to see if they have some meetups because we were in like we were in Brazil this last summer. And we have in Tiradentes when they had their bike days or bike weekend kind of thing. And so we got to see all these bikers and stuff like that. It was a really kind of a cool experience. But there's like a whole culture, just like anywhere, that'll tell you, hey, go to this place, this is where you should eat, this where you should stop. So there's all kinds of things out there. Um, but yeah, the biking part of it, yeah, I would, I would you'd have a freaking awesome time. <laughs> just be careful because <laughs> like if you're if you're doing like Greece or Italy or Spain and you're not used to like the drivers there, mm. man, it can be. It can can be a little. It can be dangerous because I mean, here in the U.S., people. I mean, we have all these signs saying "Watch out for bikes," "Watch out for bikers," and there's still accidents. There, I. I I feel even more so. Um, yeah. When I used to live in Lithuania, my buddies, all my buddies did motorcycles. Every time I've got on a motorcycle, there's been almost a crash or a crash. So I'm kind of like gun-shy. Yeah. And so my, my buddies, they always go. So like all of them have got, oh, yeah, this is where I lost like part of my leg, skin low, my leg because it got melted off and I fell off. Oh, yeah, I broke both of my ankles. Oh, I used to be able to use this other arm until I hit a telephone <laughs> pole. I'm like, dude. <laughs> There are speed limits, man. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I love that. (laughs) And so you you had this. So the last time I got a motorcycle, it was in Lithuania. And my buddy talked me into getting into this like old Soviet um, sidecar. So it was like the motorcycle and I was in a little metal sidecar. And so they're like, we got to screw with Mark. And so – the dude drives it straight into like a, a a wall and rides up it to like go on a wheelie, like to go back. I'm like, oh, you're gonna kill me in my first run! Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I like literally, hop out of the thing. Like I'm done. I'm walking home. I don't care. <laughs> don't
0: oh care. man, oh, I love that. <laughs> That's okay. great. Man, there's yeah. so many, so many great stories about motorcycles and it's kind of, I feel there's a, there's a different motorcycle culture, obviously, in Southeast Asia. Like in, I was in uh, Vietnam, I went from bottom to top on a motorbike, a little oh, smaller yeah, than what I've got awesome. now. But the, the kind of, the driving there is, is so, It's so different. And I had it explained to me perfectly by a guy in Indonesia. He said, he said, you've got to follow the flow. First of all, that was the first thing. And that's what you hear. And he said, the second thing he said was, if if the flow isn't going where you're going, you're not going there anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. I just thought that was amazing.
1: <laughs> That's ex- that is perfect that you should write that down. Just put that everywhere. Biking yeah. like in Vietnam. Jeez. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, dude, the the, goal, the thing is that going with the flow is pretty much anywhere where you're not sure what's happening. I remember trying to cross the road in China. Like, when do we go? It doesn't matter. Just go with the flow. Just, <laughs> we would like, because when we were, we, I, was, I was working there. And so people would take our pictures all the time. So we had these two little kids, and then they'd want to rub my belly for good luck. So I'm like, <laughs> if I let them rub my belly for good luck, they'll feel safe going across the street. So I'll go with them them so a couple of times they, i love my belly and then i like hold on to their arm like fun like we go together so i'm like i'm gonna die across the street but you can save me because you now have good luck for moving my belly and you know what you're doing
0: <laughs> i love that reasoning <laughs> that's great oh man it's uh, i talked to a guy actually that he was he was on, on the side of the street in hanoi and he he was there for so long trying to figure out how to cross the road that he googled it and he was like how do i cross the road in hanoi <laughs> you know like it's just so different it's crazy man but yeah. i love it I love it. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean you see the videos that pop up on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, and you're like, yeah, I have no idea how the heck I would even cross that. I'm like, how does this? there's like that one person weaving through 900 cards going by, and they're like totally fine. You're like, I would have pooped myself there and there. I definitely peed myself there.
0: Exactly, man. It's just a different mindset, I I guess. Obviously, because they've grown up with it and and stuff like that. I was. I remember one time, and you'll have to forgive me for my stories. It's kind of that's that's what I do. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And uh, so I was there, right in front. of, I was in this storm. It was horrible. It was wet season, and uh, there was this massive puddle. Is not the word. It was. It was a a river in the middle of this road, and I was like, "What do I do? How do I I need to get over there I'm currently here I can't understand how to do this because it's going to be up to my knees you know I didn't understand it and as I was oh, yeah. contemplating this, oh yeah definitely as I was contemplating this this girl she must have been like teenager maybe early 20s just went zooming past me straight through this thing and just what's every? she just goes straight through it didn't even flinch didn't move just went straight through it and I was like I should probably do that I suppose but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's different, man. It's different. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah, for, fun. yeah
1: for yeah, well, totally. totally. Exactly. <laughs>
0: it's uh, I, that's one of the things I love about travel. It is that it is that difference. It's getting somewhere and going right. I love the figuring out of it. I love going there and going right, let's let's see what's different. And I guess yeah. the only way There's two ways to see what's different in a place, you know, when you when you get there. Number one is make mistakes and and observe, and number two is watch Walter's world. Of course.
1: Oh, oh, thanks, man.
0: (laughs) I got your back, man. I'm all
1: blush now. I'm all blush.
0: (laughs) Oh well, man, this has been so much fun. Is there (laughs) is there anything before we part? Is there anything, any words of wisdom that you would, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but I know you're going to come with some. Is there any words of wisdom that you would like to leave our listeners with at all?
1: Go travel. Because, you know, when... Later on in life, you never know. You never know what's gonna happen. So if you got a chance, go. Because you might say, Oh, when I'm fifty, I'll do this, when I'm sixty, I'll do that. I've seen friends of mine that have that I mean, I'm getting up there now and my buddy's like, Oh, I wish I would have traveled back then, but I will travel later. And everyone finds an excuse to travel later, travel later, and then it's too late. You know, you, I see people like, oh, I wish we would have done this. Now I'm I'm too old. I can't walk. I've got kids. You can still travel with kids. Don't let that ever stop you. But just go. And the thing is, is traveling doesn't have to be this crazy round the world kind of thing. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes it's the travel. It's the adventure of what you're doing when you go. So just go out and adventure and travel and experience it, and just take it all in. I mean, don't get stuck on your phone and, and you know, don't just listen to me and don't just listen to Hayden and our, and our, our podcast and stuff like that. Go out there and learn Learn some stuff before you go, but then open your eyes and look around. You know, they said this was beautiful, but when I look at my own eyes, wow, it really is beautiful. Now I understand when they say, hashtag, no filter, because it truly is that gorgeous. So just go and explore and do it. Because, you know, as they say, you only live once. Ha, 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 ha. But no, it's just – that's one of the things is – but the thing is, when I say go, you got to realize you got to make some sacrifices. I mean, it's not just oh, go and you know destroy your credit and do use up all your money. Yeah, you got to be smart about it. You know, make the right choices with your travel. Find the right place for you because you know what I said that first you know trip to Europe, go London, Paris. Prague, Rome, but let's say you're a huge, you know, wine drinker. Well, if you're a huge wine drinker, what you should do is do the Bordeaux, go to the Bordeaux, go to the Loire Valley in France, then head over, head over to the the Rhine Valley and the Mosel Valley in Germany to have the wine there and try those things. And then for something crazy, go up to Sweden and have some ice wine because then that's what you really enjoy. And so that's why I say this: use the advice that's out there, but come up with your own adventure because that's what makes it your adventure. You do your own thing, and that's what's cool about it.
0: Oh man someone should write that down (laughs)
1: that's why you recorded a podcast (laughs)
0: there you go it's there forever now man i feel like we haven't even scratched the surface i mean traveling with kids is such a is such a big thing and like everywhere that you've been in in the past couple of decades and and everything you do and your channel everything man i think we need two things to happen firstly I think we need to have another round at some point. At some point, I that agree. needs to happen. I
1: agree wholeheartedly, my friend. It's been
0: <laughs> and, fun. Uh, and secondly, with my trip to Europe, I think I'm going to have to have you on speed dial. I'm like, Mark, man, what do I do? What do I do? I'm in Czech hey. Republic, and they're all saying this one thing, and I don't know what it means. <laughs>
1: it means get another beer. <laughs> yeah. you right now. Always. Diva. Dva Piva, two beers. Dva Piva, two beers. Not one, you want two because they're so good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They'll get you through anything. But not when
1: you're riding, remember, not when you're Ah, riding.
0: Okay, okay. Just
1: call me dad. You know, I'm a horrible dad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So where can our listeners find you? Where can they find your YouTube channel and where can they chat to you? All
1: right. Well, fellow travelers, if you want to learn more, you want to have more travel Advice like this and honest travel advice. You can check us on our YouTube channel at obviously youtube.com/slash waltersworld. It's W O L T E R S world um, on there. You can find us on our website at waltersworld.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash waltersworld or instagram.com/slash waltersworld. Or if you like Twitter, we're on twitter.com/slash waltersworld as well. So and we really enjoy all the comments, likes, suggestions, all kinds of stuff that people send out. And we love he- meeting up other travels when we go around. So if you do. See this fat balding dude with a blonde ponytail and a beard with this super hot lady and two cute kids. Come say hi because I see people that see us when we're filming, they're like, You see that they know that who I am. I'm like, well, Come say hi. I want to see these people and meet them because I like seeing the people we're helping travel, and that's what's cool. So hopefully, we'll see you either in person somewhere or online.
0: Fantastic, Mark. Thanks again for coming on. I've really enjoyed this, and I can't wait for round two already.
1: All right, cool. Y'all have a great travels wherever you're going to be. And uh, I'll send a big travel hug to everybody, especially you, Hayden. Thanks, man. I appreciate everything.
0: Thanks, man. Stay inspired by subscribing to Travel Stories Podcast.